This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Everybody, and what a glorious weekend it's going to be. Not four playoff games in Wild Card Weekend. How about six? Three on Saturday, three more on Sunday, including Bears and Saints. And we're going to talk about all of it. We're glad you're joining us for the ride. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco, and we are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Can you believe it, Mike? The NFL made it through the season without having to cancel a game. They didn't have to have a makeup week 18. The playoffs have arrived. Yeah, pretty soon. I mean, we won't have football, and we'll be at, we'll probably be giving out golf and cornhole bets uh, <laughs> uh, again, like we did last March. But I I gotta be honest, with you. it's great to have you back, Carm. Good you to know, be Randy, back. Randy did a great job, but you know what? It's all about the play. I said, by the way, Randy, you know, pulled up the hearse. I had a bad week last week. Let jinx. me tell you. And Randy said, you know what? I can help out here. And and we and Randy did a great job hosting the show. He produced the show, but we really quite frankly, didn't get it done, to be honest with you. It, you were bound for a, a little bit of regression here, my man. You had like seven, eight unbelievable weeks uh, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, and I didn't mind putting accountability Monday. Okay, I was yeah. 0-3. Yep, it happened. But I'm looking for Randy. Well, Randy, I mean, come I'm on. looking for Randy's for accountability. <laughs> you know, he, he's got a fireside chat with Lou Holtz. <laughs> one time, one time he met Ted Klazuski downtown. I don't know. <laughs> he came in on Monday. He did tell. Now, maybe he should have put it out on, on oh, Twitter. You got, I mean, I'm he taking the heat. He told me, Mike, he goes, boy, he shook his head. He goes, I, I wasn't good. I wasn't good. I said, Randy. We, he was good. It just year. didn't work out for us. It didn't us. work out. He's more. That, and, it happens. You know, I wish people watched their bank accounts and the stock market. Where some go penniless because they don't pay attention. Like they watch the odds couple bets. I know, right? Hey, how you doing? Well, it says here that you're down 500 grand here. Yeah. There's some missing money. And you're worried about 50 bucks that you lost in a football game. Uh, on the bills. Yeah, right. Right? Like, uh, Merck, do you have anything to say for yourself? I had a bad week. Okay. That's, um, That's I, all. Yeah. That's I mean, I, I think I lost my last nine bowl games. I was, I was oh. one of the doors trying to explain where Jim Morrison was. That's great. I love <laughs> you it. You know? Oh, he's, in a, he's, he's puking in a bathtub. I don't know where he's at. He's not here. That's Randy. Uh, it's so great. It was great. It was well, great. We it, had fun. It, and it, we missed you, but we're ready to go. And by the way. We're ready to go. Play, Absolutely. Playoffs, we're clean to slate. I had a hot regular season. Oh, my God. And I want to congratulate. I looked up. Uh, Camp had a winning season. Yes, he did. On the Sun-Times. You know, I've done that. It's not easy when you pick all the games. Mm-hmm. I know that Sylvie had a good year. All the guys that pick on the Sun-Times, they all had good years. So give them all the credit in the world, but now it's a clean slate, Carl. That's right. Totally clean slate. We got six playoff games already right out of the gate this weekend. It's going to be great. We've got Bears and Saints. Uh, that's the penultimate game of the weekend. That is Sunday at 340 our time. It's the what? It, they, that would be the, uh, the, the penultimate. The second to last. Oh, okay. All <laughs> and, right. And the Bears are, a, a, look, they're a 10-point oh, dog. God. They're a 10-point dog. Now, anything can happen in a playoff game. We know it. Yeah. And are the Saints the better team? There's no question. Do, do you know? And I've been down on the Bears a lot this year. It's been the weirdest you year think? I can imagine. You know, but somehow they made it in. And if you if they can put one of their best games together, can they keep this thing close on Sunday? I'll tell you what. I've never seen a situation where, you know, we're clamoring for a quarterback that's not in the playoffs. 
and I and 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 everybody else is going to go shopping for for Watson. We have a quarterback in the playoffs that was in that draft. He's not going to be what Watson is, but you know what? If you have a team around you, even Rex Grossman made it to the Super Bowl. So I think Mitch Trubisky is like three times better than Grossman was. Yeah, I would folks. agree with that. Believe me, and we and and so I, I think someday we're on the come. I don't know if we're going to win this game. It doesn't look like it to me. Kamara and uh, uh, the receiver Thomas, yep. they both are coming off buys like because they've been yep. sitting out. That's right. And and you also got Peyton, Sean Peyton, who's weather tested. It's hard for me to believe. I mean, I'm I don't know what the money line is. Maybe Randy could look it up for somebody. I didn't look at it, but it just Oof, came to my head. A lot. I'm almost. It's got to be. I'm almost tent- tempted to take New Orleans because the defense is a disappointment. The defense has given up a lot of yards. We don't have Rokon Smith. And I, let me just say this. Rokon, I know I'm old school. But I remember when football players had played year to year. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't know what elbow you're hurting, but I saw Dick Butkus play with no knees. With bone on bone. Okay? I've seen Otis Wilson play hurt. I've seen a lot of people play hurt, and I'm sure his injury is very, very bad. And we got to protect him for next year. Right. But man, I wish he could get on the field. Because I know if Butkus only had one arm, but he had two great legs, he'd be playing. <laughs> yeah, and he'd Roquan, be playing. Roquan's been, uh, you know, arguably their most consistent. And we got to guess what's wrong with them? Yeah. Well, that's the. That's... Should we have to do that? No, that's partially the NFL, too, though. The teams. That's just, a sad thing because yeah. then it makes the guy look bad sometimes. Yeah. The Saints, by the way, are minus 525 on the money line. The Bears are Ooh. plus 410. Yeah. I'm tempted to take the 525 to win 100. I'm not kidding you. Oof. Because it's not because of Mitch. It's not because of the – it's because of the team in general. I don't have enough faith that New Orleans will be stopped by the Bear D. I, I, think, I think we you're can right. score. Yeah. I think we could score on New Orleans – but I think we score 17 to 24, but I think they could roll up. Now, that being said, now New Orleans is top five offensively and top five defensively. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not many teams like that, folks. And and they, that's without Breeze for some of the, oh, sure. the games that they played. So this is a seasoned team with a lot of weapons. I don't expect the Bears to win this game. I have not touched the Bears hardly at all this year, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to touch them now because it reads out that, you know what, the 10 points looks good. And I saw the Chicago writers today. A lot of people picked New Orleans by nine, New Orleans mm-hmm. by eight. You know what that's called? Making everybody happy. Yeah, exactly. You're right there. You're right near the that's number. That's all. You're yeah. right on both ends. Not a game I'm going to play either. Uh, no. Forced to pick a side. I think I would grab the points, but I'm not going to play it. The Saints went 7-1-1, one, one, though, against the spread in their last nine, and they won 11 of their last 13. I mean, Mike's right. They really charged hard to the finish. They won a yeah. lot of those games without Breeze. They finished number one in the NFL in overall DVOA. To Mike's point about how good their offense and defense has been, they it's were great. number one. They're really, really good. And the Bears have trouble down there. Mike, they haven't won. Uh, in the Superdome since uh, a game Waddle played in, in, in November of 91. Right. That's the last time the Bears won in the Superdome. Let me let me tell you about what I've heard, the nonsense. Look, I think the Bears are next year's Cleveland Browns. That's my opinion, hmm. okay? I think Cleveland was ready to ship Mayfield off depending on what happened this, this year. And if Mayfield loses his first game and it's not a good game, you know that the Cowles will still be out there, even though he did something stupendous by getting them in. I think the Bears are on that next road with a more calmer approach next year with no quarterback controversy if they want. If they want a quarterback controversy, I don't think they're going to get Watson Carm. I think that Trubisky could leave because no matter what he does here, Mike Tomczak said it, no matter to me, no matter what he does, it will never be enough for Bear fans. They're Mm. not kind to quarterbacks. 
They yeah, aren't. I so he, I hope he's not gone because I think next year we can make some surprises. And I think this year is going to be a learning experience. And not only for the players, but for the GM, like what players are really worth the money they're making now? Because yeah. the defense had three interceptions fly out of their hands last week, including Eddie Jackson two weeks in a row. If, if Trubisky throws an overthrow, he's torched mm-hmm. on social media. Eddie Jackson has no interceptions this year, folks. He's this generation's Mark Carrier, who started off with huh. 10 in his first year and got nothing after that. Yeah, the only I think he had one that got called back on a penalty. You know, right. go figure. That's the way it happens sometimes. He's had two in his hands. And yeah. by the way, we had three that we should have had. Yep. And if one or two, one of them would have been returned for a touchdown, it's a whole different ball game. The Mingo one should have, yeah, I mean, he oh, probably would have had a pick six. You're right, yeah. Let's let's concentrate on both sides of the ball, kids. The, and, and it's a good point about the defense. Like, oh, God. there's a lot of money invested in that side, Mike. The, the cap's going to go down probably coming off of a pandemic year. Yeah, but no you know fans. where there's not a lot of money invested? Duke Shelley. No, that's true. You know where there's not a lot of money invested? Woods, the, my, the linebacker that yeah, they threw James the pass over. Yeah. Yep. I mean, That's what on. happens when you got to turn to backups. Sometimes you know they're usually backups for a reason. I know. Yeah, the it, the, the defense doesn't. Rokon in- Smith kills us. Yeah, I know the defense doesn't inspire much confidence. Or no, much I'm, confidence I'm terrified anymore. about yeah. what what's going to happen to them. I'm not. Look, you know what everybody forgets. I, I keep hearing that the Bears played the 28, the 20. What everybody forgets, and only you will hear this on the odds couple, because I have a memory for it, and so does Carl. <laughs> the Bears were dogs in the first two games. Against Houston. They were underdogs and they won the game in the Minnesota. I mean, come on. They were. We were underdogs, yeah. kids. The Bears so were underdogs I don't most hear of the year. This crap. Yeah, yeah. Underdogs most of the year. I mean, they were only a favorite. Now, a he's got to, now here's what's got to happen. Can we get a fluky touchdown early? Exactly. Because that's what it might take. Yes. And then the game changes. Exactly. I, I totally agree. Yep. I think that's. The way they would stay in it is something like that. Can you right. hold on to one of those turnovers? Can we get a turnover? Can, can a tip ball come down into the hands of a defensive player? I think player? the Bears Absolutely. are 18th in turnovers on Yeah, defense. look, Mike, they only had 18 takeaways. Yeah, yeah that's it. that's not good. No. You're not winning like that, especially when you have a bend, don't break. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy. Oh, oh we love him. Trevor Lawrence fell down. <laughs> Kyle Trask, what happened? Oh, <laughs> we will talk to Devante Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, we got more games, obviously, to work through yep. uh, with Wild Card Weekend coming up. We're just getting started, folks. Don't go anywhere. Mike and Carmen with you. We're rolling along on The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. On ESPN 1000, or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, everybody. Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you, as always, and we are presented by PropSwap. We're so excited, obviously. We've talked Bears and Saints and... We got all the games to work through, six of them on the board in Wild Card Weekend in 2021, the 2020 season. It's the time of the show where we say hi to our good buddy, Luke Pergandy. Oh, hey, what, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh, <what happened> <laughs> Somebody got a ticket. They're going to the funeral. <laughs> Luke is one of the founding members, Hello, of course, Luke. of Prop Swap. Happy New Year, Luke. Happy New Year, guys. Oh, man, I, I, I couldn't help but think, you know, the, we I, maybe three weeks ago or so, maybe a month ago, Luke brought to the show one night. He said, guys, there's a, a guy with a ticket, 500 bucks. He's got yep. the Dodgers to win, the Lakers yep. to win, two-thirds. Yes, He's yes. already hit. 
Yes. He's got Clemson to win, and he sold it for nine grand on prop swap, and it's oh. a good thing he sold it. I feel bad for the guy that bought the ticket, but the guy who had the original vestment did the smart thing, and he sold it on prop swap, Luke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the original gambler locks in $9,000. You know, I, I would always say we get that, you know, a lot where people say, oh, I'm so sad for the guy, you know, that's that nine grand. Obviously, it's a losing bet. Anytime a losing bet doesn't hit, it stinks. You know, what I would say is if he went into the casino and made a bet on Clemson, he would have had to pay like 10500 There you go. So, you know, in a, in a twisted way, we saved him 1500 bucks. saved him 1500 um, That's a good way to look at it. You know. Well, yeah. what happens if you had, like, uh, Clemson to win the national championship and you had Trevor Lawrence for the Heisman, okay? Oh, God. Right? I mean, absolutely. It just was one of those deals. And if you're the guy that we talked about uh, uh, last week, Luke, or maybe the week before, we've talked about him throughout the year, that has Kansas City as the only game left. Uh-huh. He's terrified. Yep. He's terrified because Trevor Lawrence, as we had talked about, looked like a complete lock, and that's the best argument and the best thing about prop swap. Get that nine grand. That's what I learned there. Totally. Not nothing's a lock. You know, Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be the guarantee yep. to win the Heisman. They were supposed to waltz into the national championship. And Ohio State punches them in the mouth because it's sports, and you never know. Yep, that's the and that look. You're always taking a risk. Uh, I had an Aaron Rodgers ticket that I bought on Prop Swap, probably sometime around week six or week seven. I sold it a couple of weeks later. Do I wish I still had that ticket right now? Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers is going to win. But yeah. I still doubled my money. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's you take the good with the bad. That's why it's so much fun. I've got a Brian Flores ticket. I'm thinking about maybe listing real quick. Maybe because, you better sell that. Yeah, I think I, I, I think last weekend <laughs> might have cost them guys, right? Yeah, that, I mean, was that, that, was the, that was the one time you go to the best restaurant in town and the meal wasn't cooked That's well. right. I think it cost them guys. You're right. I should probably I should probably sell that one. There's a, there's a real interesting ticket up for on prop swap right now uh that is a super bowl matchup ticket not picking the winner we're looking at the representative from the afc and the nfc tell us about that ticket luke yeah so original bet amount a hundred dollars he got uh he bet the dodgers to win the world series he bet the lakers to win the nba finals he bet on the uh clemson to win the acc bama to win the sec lightning to win the stanley cup a lot of chalk but it's all hit Right. Um, and he now needs the Ravens to win the AFC and Tampa to win the NFC. This ticket would pay $222,000. Oh, my God. So, wow. <laughs> I'll amazing. tell you this, though. I, I saw yesterday, I retweeted one of your one of your deals, and I, I don't know. I think you ran out of room. It had all the Super Bowl odds for pro- prospective clients on, on props. So if I didn't see the Bears, was that a, like you ran out of space? <laughs> was, 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 there, yeah, was there something I, that, that led to this? Or was there something personal, or maybe you don't have uh, enough room on the page? Seriously, yeah, it's, it's a, both of our, myself and Ian, both of our hometown team. We should include our Bears. Uh, oh, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> this, this is going to be bad. I 80, think it's going to yeah. be really yeah. bad versus New Orleans. Yeah, I do too. 80 to 1. Yeah, I think that's what 80, Ouch, Washington baby. and the Bears at 80 to 1. So, what, what is this guy hoping to get here? You know, yeah. like I remember you originally told us about the guy that sold the Clemson ticket. You know, he had a number in mind somewhere around. He listed it for like 11, but he would take nine, and that's what he ended up taking. What is the, I mean, $100 to make 220 grand? It's incredible. What's he going to sell it for, do you think? Yeah, so I mean, he's got it up for an asinine price. He's got it up for fifty grand, okay. you know. Yeah. But whatever, yeah. I'll, you know. When we initially started prop swap, everyone said I'll never sell my ticket flat out. 
Now people are saying, well, I'll sell my ticket, but it's for you know a price that I've invented in my head. So the market value, so FanDuel has matchup odds okay. on every possible matchup for the Super Bowl. And the matchup odds on this outcome is 33 to 1. Okay. So it would pay 33 to 1 if the Ravens play the Bucks Again, doesn't matter who wins, just got to get there. Um, so the market value of this ticket is six grand. And I think if we got them eight grand, you know, I realize it's a little bit higher. Now, a lot of books around the country do not offer matchup props. Mm. So FanDuel in New Jersey is unique and they're offering this, but there's a lot of guys around America that just can't get their hands on a matchup prop. So the Ravens and of all the sports betters that I've talked to, I would say the Ravens are the hottest pick yep. right now. They're trending the best of all the AFC teams. The Bucks are not trending that way. It seems to be kind of a sexy pick to pick Washington. I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. Me I think um, the, he looks fragile and, you know, Tom Brady is, is, is will win. Um, who, who knows if they advance the next round, but um you know, his options right now are potentially he go makes a hedge bet on Tennessee, right? So you, you take Tennessee money line, they're plus 150. So this guy's a $100 gambler. So maybe he's got three grand sitting around to hedge. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of Americans don't have 3K sitting in their checking account to gamble on sports. Right. But even that, if he bets 3K, he profits 4,500. Yeah. You know, if the Ravens lose. So, um, you know, selling his ticket on Profsoft for 6K still gets him more than making a hedge bet on Tennessee. This one's going to be interesting to see what he does because there's just such a massive payout at the end. Uh, PropSwap.com, that's the place to buy and sell, and you can literally flip them, uh, you know, 10 minutes after you buy them. It's that great of a website. So make sure you check it out. Luke, enjoy Wild Card Weekend. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Put the bears on the page. Put the bears in the page. (laughs) Put the bears up there. That's Luke Pergandy. Follow him on Twitter, at Luke Pergandy. That's a fascinating ticket. That guy's got so many legs already in. I was reading earlier this week, Mike, that Tampa is the biggest liability for most of the books in Vegas. And a lot of it goes back to, you know, the preseason when there was some speculation about Brady, but their odds were still longer. And then a little bit before Gronk decided to go there, uh, I read, I know the Westgate for sure. That's the, and I think MGM as well, their biggest liability. Uh, they're not worried really about any other team. You know, they feel they're, they're pretty balanced uh, of all the other teams in the playoffs now in the NFL, but it's Tampa that scares the book in well, Vegas. Sure right it now. does. And you know what? I like them as, I like them as a lean this week. Yeah. I don't like them as a play, but if I had to play them, because there's not a whole lot out there for these games, folks, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. If you're looking for four or five games from me, like we have the previous weeks, that's not going to happen. Uh, but but to me, it's a more of a lean towards Tampa Bay. A lot of people like Washington with the points. Yep. Not enough to satisfy me to take Tampa Bay, but I'm just telling you, Carm, people's I mean, is Theisman back? Uh, right. Even Mark yeah. Rippon is Joe is Joe Gibbs coming on the field? Even Richie Pettibone, for God's sake, <laughs> where I mean they act like. Uh, you know, they're going to cover this game. And I think Tampa Bay's starting, and Bruce Arians is starting to talk a little bolder now. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm I'm with you on this, Mike. Like, there's almost yeah. too much love, I think, right now for Washington. And and I really love what that defense can do. Sure. And they're the kind of front four. They don't, they don't blitz a lot. They don't have to. And when you Good can, story. A great story. Rivera. Love them. They, mm-hmm. they, they, their front four can really get after the quarterback. And we know that that disrupts Tom Brady. 
But the problem is I just don't know that I can trust them to move the ball enough. Alex Smith is hurt. Antonio Gibson, since getting the turf toe injury, is not quite the same. Impressive rookie, but he hasn't been the same since the injury. They just don't have a lot of weapons. And I, it, it, I find it hard and to Tom trust Brady them. seasoned, period. Yeah, he is. He's, and you're absolutely right about it. And so it's just, for me, it's it's not a game I'm going to play. Like, I'd love to make the I'm, – I'm trying to make the case for Washington. I hope I they do too. well, but I'm not playing it. I'm with I you. was very surprised that, that that lean went towards Tampa Bay, but then I was thinking the same way a lot of people seem to be thinking, that Washington's going to cover. I think yeah. Washington's going to be in the market for a quarterback next year. Yep. I think my, Washington's going to be, uh, I think, a team on the come next year with Chico Rivera and, and a year under their belt. You know, they had a lot of upheaval at the beginning with the name nonsense and, yeah. and, and everything like that. The Snyder incident, there's been some front office chaos, so to speak, uh, you know, with with, uh, with Snyder and sexual harassment yep. issues and stuff like that, and yet they're here. I know. I wonder if they're crying like like I said earlier, like, like Bear fans are crying. I mean, I can't believe it. I'm, we're in the play. I wonder if they're crying. Oh, why are we in the playoffs? Why are we in the playoffs? Let's go get this guy. Let's go get that guy. I think they're pretty happy right now, regardless how it felt. All right, we got more games to talk about in Wild Card Weekend, plus the National Championship game Monday night. Uh, still lots to do. Don't go anywhere. We're cruising along on this Friday. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we're the Odds Couple, and we'll be right back on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. Back inside The Odds Couple on this Friday night. Don't forget to get the Encore replay a Saturday, as you always do. And make sure you check out the podcast if you haven't missed anything. You've got our podcast, all the original podcasts, and all the show's podcasts on the Great Eastern Chicago app. So download that app and catch up if you ever. By the way, Carm, being Italian, both of us, mm-hmm. being proud of our heritage, both of us, Tommy Lasorda oh, left us yeah, today. Absolutely. I was in Tommy's company for dinner and stuff at least 20 times in my, my life. And what a guy he was and what a lot of fun he was. And he was a great guest. <laughs> Hart Shafter and Mark's Connie's Pizza, Mike. I was there last night at Connie's. And then you know where I went? I went where? Carmine's on Rush. I go, God, God bless you. Just one of the great ambassadors of the game. Great Italian-American. Uh, met him many times at the Italian-American uh, dinners. Yep. Uh, George Randazzo, all the great people. And just, just a delight to be with. And... Really one of the great ambassadors, and if not the greatest, who's ever ever been around baseball. Totally, and uh, as yep. good of, like, as larger than life a personality yep. as, great as baseball seen in 50 years. And a great manager, it's true. And he told me this story more than once, and I don't know if everybody knows this. Back in the day, before Reinsdorf, it was going to be D. Bartolo was going right. to buy the team. Yeah. And God, I wish that would have happened. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it goes. But then Jerry got it, and that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. But Eddie D. Bartolo, it was etched in stone. And this is where history was kind to Tommy. It was going to be Tommy Lasorda as a Sox manager. Oh, no kidding. That's the, that was what Tommy, he was pushing me, Mike. He was doing this, Mike. Now, that doesn't mean Tommy would have ended up taking the job, but Eddie D. Bartolo and Tommy Lasorda were joined at the hip. Wow. So 
that would have been a difference in history, don't you think? Uh, yeah, and did I didn't we have know more that. Than one? And, and, and the White Sox do have a World Series, and we don't know what would happen the other way. But with Bartolo running the team back then, and then his son, like they ran the 49ers, you would hope that we would have had some success. Yeah, Eddie Bartolo, uh, for people that don't know, Legend. Carmen Policy, and that crew ran the Niners through the dynasty in the, oh. the 80s and the 90s. That's right. And I always Bought knew. the wives mint coats when they won. <laughs> back right? Of course, absolutely. Took them to Hawaii. Unbelievable. I mean, wow. who does that? Eddie O'Bradovich told me what he got. I go, did you get a vacation? He goes, no, I got this box. I picked it up, and a paperweight dropped from the bottom of the box and broke my cocktail table that was made of glass. (laughs) And it said 1963 champion bears. A paperweight. Unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah. the trip to Hawaii sounds better. Oh, yeah, Uh, definitely. We got Rams-Seahawks this weekend. Mike, that's another one of the games. Uh, You've got Seattle laying about three and a half at home. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, we got questions about the quarterback. Is Goff going to be able to play? Is he going to be healthy enough to play with a busted thumb? And how much can the Rams uh, sort of lean on their great defense? The Rams' defense was terrific this year. Fewest points per game allowed, fewest yards per play allowed in the NFL this year. Second most sacks behind only uh, the Steelers. Can they lean on that? defense on the road in Seattle and pull the upset. Well, we're going to just give leans on this because I did pick one game already, folks. It was Indianapolis uh, is good on your goal and, and Carm show, beautiful show, wonderful show. Uh, fast two hours, gets it done, plus six and a half or seven. But this one here, if I had to put a lean on it, I'm going with the Rams. My lean's the same as yours. Yeah. It's on the Rams. Getting three uh, doesn't mean it's going to happen. And, and you know, I see I'm not good at over and unders. Last night I had the Nets. I won that game, even though Kyrie Irving decided to be like me when I worked for the Park District. I called in, hung over, and didn't show up. Uh, I, I I didn't know you could do that. Like he's calling. He didn't even call in. I was even better than that. Right. I woke up in a drunken stupor to call in. Um, but but seriously, the Rams. I like the Rams plus. The three in this game, and I like the over a little bit, forty-two yeah. and a half. Although I'm notoriously bad in overs. Yeah, it's a, it's a low total, forty-two and a half. And I think it could be based on the strength of the Rams D, and maybe not Goff having hurt. Goff hurt right. And, and look, Seattle's offense wasn't if as Jason great as it Goff, was. If they, if, what's saying, if Goff got into Super Bowl week, Mitch can. That's all I'm yeah, telling. Yeah, no, I'm not a big golf. You're right. That's all I'm telling guy. everybody. Uh, so, you know, Seattle's offense was so great in the first half of the season, not as explosive in the no. second half. So I think it'll be a tight game, a close game. I do like the Rams, and McVay's been good in the division, uh, especially against the me. Rams. Yeah. Stay away from me, but if I was going to lean, I'd have a one, one lean on the Rams. One lean for me, too. And McVay's been good, I should say, against the Seahawks, obviously, and the Cardinals. Sure. 16, 16 and 8 straight up in the division. And Russell Wilson has a losing record, actually, in his career uh, against the Rams. So we've talked Bears. we talked Tampa, Washington. Uh, Ravens, Titans, I think, has a chance to be a real good one. I think this is going to be the shootout of the weekend, personally, Mike. Uh, this is a, a rematch of a game last year in which the Titans went on the road and upset the Ravens as the number one seed. Now the Titans are the home team. This is the 4-5 matchup. They're the four, but they're the underdog as the Ravens go in there laying about three, three and a half points. And man, the Ravens got hot at the right time down the stretch, didn't they? Yeah, I'd lean Tennessee. Okay. Getting three and a half at home. Not that it means anything because the, the home dog, I mean, the road dogs did well this year. They did. Uh, I think that the pressure's on Lamar. I think he's an easy, look, if you don't contain, if you miss or mess up your assignments, he'll kill you. Mm-hmm. If you play some solid D and keep the ball away from him, 
I love the Bears' game plan last week against uh, Green Bay. They just didn't execute it right. They didn't come away with enough touchdowns. No. They're in the red zone. They're kicking they the did the right goals. thing. Yes. That's uh, what you want to do this week against New Orleans. Yep. Well, that's what I think Tennessee's got to do with Derrick Henry. I think what they got to do, and I don't think that Derrick Henry's not smarting over this uh, you know, lack of respect yeah. when the running game was supposed to be dead in the NFL. Yeah. Here's a guy with 2,000 yards. And, and you know what, they're going to give the MVP to somebody else that I'm not saying doesn't deserve it, but I'm just saying I think that Tennessee's got an excellent chance up to upset this football team. Derrick Henry, it's something, isn't it, this day and age? What happens, if they, what happens if they have 12, 13 uh, play drives? Derrick Henry's chunking off four at a time. Yeah, I mean, and if people that like old school football, I mean, this, this is ground and pound. These two teams yeah. run the ball better than anybody. I mean, these are the top two teams in the NFL in yards, yards per attempt. Uh, they're second and third, I think, in, in rushing touchdowns. They do it better than anybody. Yep, uh, they but, have the highest total of right. any of the games this weekend with the six, with the uh, fifty four and a half. I'm so glad you said that because even though you know you think, well, they only play old school and they run the football, they're so explosive, Mike. Both teams finished the regular season in the top ten in yards per play, and uh, they were both in the top seven in points per game. And Tannehill and that offense can still really air it out. I mean, and, both and, teams can score. And let me just say this, folks. I know everybody was down on the Bears because. You know, I you know I was here during the Jordan years. The rationale is if you can't beat Jordan, that meant that you got rid of all twenty nine point guards in the league at that time because you couldn't beat Jordan. Well, the same thing goes for Aaron Rodgers. When you got that type of team, you know that 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 can just beat your brains. And the Titans, though, don't forget the week before. Lost to Green Bay to say, at at Green Bay forty to fourteen. I know because they got down early and that rendered the running game useless basically because now you're down fourteen to nothing and you got to try to come back. Yeah, well, I think that's going to be the shootout of the weekend. It should be wow. fun. Uh, and it is a big total. I would not be surprised one bit if it does go over. I just think there are going to be a lot of points, and it'll be a fun game. And the Ravens have to be smart a little after uh, losing at home last year. I mean, really dominating the stats and still losing yeah. that game at home last year against the Titans in the playoffs. Browns-Steelers. Uh, Steelers, uh, this will be the final game of the weekend on Sunday night. Steelers are at home, and this line has gotten to a place I don't know that I'm too comfortable with anymore. Uh, much better when it was around 3, 3.5, but then the COVID outbreak happened in Cleveland, and you know Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown a pass all week. They haven't been able to practice. Their head coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski, will not be able to coach on Sunday. So this line has gotten out to six. Um, you know, the Steelers have dominated this rivalry, Mike. Big Ben is 24-2-1 lifetime against the Browns. It's just uh, incredible. And, and the Steelers are 7-2 and two against the number in their last nine home playoff games. So a lot of the trends and a lot of the stats say uh, lean towards the Steelers here. I just don't know that I'm comfortable laying close to a touchdown the way the Steelers finish the season because I think they kind of limp to the finish line a little Car- bit. Yeah, look, look, Carp, you sound like you've always sounded tremendous, right? You missed a week, right? And how'd you do? You come back here now and you sound like you did, like you never missed a week. Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown a pass. Big deal. Big deal. How good is Pittsburgh? We don't know. I don't know. I, I saw Pittsburgh peter out. Okay. I, I think that Cleveland has that bad history on their side. But I think that now they got over the hump. I think the pressure for them was to win that game last week. Hmm. So I have a play on this game. Okay. Okay. Good. And we'll see what we'll happens. Save it for because next. you're right. Yep. They went from three to six. Yeah. So maybe this is the number we're supposed to be from the beginning. I don't know. All right. Mike's got a plan. That will give you our best place coming up. And our guy Jimmy Miller is going to join Jimmy! us. Jimmy!
right. Hey, there's racing going on around the country. Let's get some ponies from Jimmy. Horses are cold. And try to make some money. They're cold. (laughs) Depending on where they are, they might be cold. Yeah, exactly. You're right. We'll talk to Jimmy Miller coming up next from Hawthorne. We'll give you our best plays. Don't go anywhere, folks. We still got more to do. We're having a great time. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We're the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this Friday night, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we're The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. And it's time to get some ponies for the weekend. There is racing happening around the country. Let's make some money so we can turn it around and bet the games on Saturday and Sunday in the NFL. He joins us every Friday from Hawthorne. He is the galloping gent at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter, the one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy! Happy New Year, Jimmy. What's happening, boys? Happy New Year. It was another good weekend last weekend, too. So that was nice. We got a nice win. We got a nice price for a horse run in second. So things are rolling along. Hopefully we can keep this going until Hawthorne returns on March 6th. So March 6th. So you guys are dark until then. What happens? Just construction at the track and, you know, uh, stuff like that over the next couple of months before the harness meet, Jimmy? Yeah, surprisingly, about four to 500 horses actually remain on the grounds and remain training, just getting ready for the March meet. And a lot of other horses get turned out and get a little bit of a break before they come back. But this is a time when really construction kind of ramps up. Everybody can kind of go full bore because you don't have patrons on site yet. You don't have to worry about the timing for racing during the day. So their time to work gets extended. So that's kind of the exciting thing for us is the people that have been checking out what's going on at Hawthorne get to see the changes a little bit more. And when we're back in March, they're going to start to see some more noticeable changes, and that's going to happen each and every month. You know, Jimmy, sometimes, you know, as you get older, you have trouble sleeping. I had trouble sleeping today, so much to my excitement. At least I knew I could turn on TCM and it was Elvis Day. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and and I just wanted to let you, ask you, do horses like dogs? My dog, uh, who, who just passed away recently, you know, as they get older and stuff like that, do they get the same traits as... As, as as humans do, the same type of aches in their bones. Uh, do some horses have insomnia? I mean, I mean, seriously, do they have those type of things? You know what? You know what? Things do change a little bit. Really, technology in horse racing has changed quite a bit. And you talk about things now that humans go through, Mike. That's really cool. When you have your physical therapy and your treatments sure. and that. Mm-hmm. Horse massage has become a big thing, and aqua therapy has become a big thing for horses. So you have swimming pools for horses, you have aqua machines for horses, and what it does is it, it takes a little bit off their joints. It, it gives them the ability to kind of get their exercise without maybe necessarily having the pounding on the racetrack. But we have a horse masseuse on site at the racetrack that goes around, and you can work out the aches and pains just like any athlete, and you do see improvements in performance. And especially for those that use the aqua therapy, those are these horses that can run a little bit longer. They build up a little bit more stamina on that. So it's surprising, but the technology has really changed and even more in, say, the last 10 to 20 years, and it's kind of really cool to see. That's pretty interesting. What, yep. What's the prime for, oh, I mean, like, so in the Derby, it's, I think it's always three-year-olds. three-year-olds, right? three-year-olds I mean, yep. is, is that like kind of the, is that when the horse is, you know, the athlete, uh, that's when he or she is at her, uh, his or her absolute best? Well, and it's so interesting nowadays, Carm, because things have changed so much because of the value for horses for breeding. So if you do have that horse, you have that young colt that's really good and really solid, what you want to do is have a great three-year-old season through that triple crown season, 
Maybe you race as a four-year-old, but then after that, you're rushing to get that horse off to the breeding shed because you can make so much for every single time that horse is bred to a mare. So it is for those horses, really, that three- and four-year-old year are the big years for those horses. Now, the horses that get gelded, they're racing on throughout the course of mm-hmm. their career, of course. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it really is the prime three-year-old, four-year-old season. That's where all the money is made, and then you go off to the breeding shed. Awesome. All right, Jimmy. So The breeding shed. Yeah, well, yeah, that good, good name for a bar. <laughs> yeah, it would be, actually. A good name for a bar. Uh, and it's, that sounds that like a pretty a good, good name for a lot of things. It, there, Mike. it sounds like a good place to be. i got to be honest with you. i got to be honest shed. with you. The, 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 mo- the water thing started all with the movie The Pope of Greenwich Village <laughs> when they had the horses hoof in the vomit that's, bucket. That's right, that's right. That was not pretty. I love that. Oh, yep. my gosh. This right. is awesome. We've got racing around the country. So what do we like for this yep. weekend, Jimmy? All right. So we're going to start out at Gulfstream Park on Saturday, race number 10. Play the two-horse Casa Creed across the board. This horse is 8-1 to one in the morning line, has speed, comes into a grade three race here off three straight grade one starts. So this is going to be a little bit easier spot, but may be able to steal that race. And then there's two favorites that I expect both are going to win at Santa Anita. Race number eight, the three-horse fighting mad. This is a horse that's been very good over the racetrack, just the class of the field there. And then in race nine, bet the seven, Jolie Olympico to win. This is a horse that's pretty versatile. It's a turf sprint, has won again at this distance and could be very tough. So we'll go one across the board, two to win, and make some money. All right, Gulfstream, the 10th race, the two-horse across the board, and then Santa Anita, the eighth race, the three-horse, and again at Santa Anita, the very next race, the ninth race, the seven-horse. Jimmy, have a great weekend, buddy. Enjoy all the NFL. Uh, Happy wagering, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, boys. Good luck. We'll see you. Jimmy! There he is. That's our guy, Jim Miller. He is at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Make sure. You remember when the horse had his leg in the bucket in Pope of Greenwich Village? I love that movie. If I was one of the owners of that horse, I would not have been happy. It's all about that. that, With the garden holes? Right. Crazy. That was a great movie, too. Great movie. Are you kidding? It's so great. Yeah. Uh, Mike, we got national championship game Monday night. Hard Rock Stadium, Bama, Ohio State. Bama's uh, about an eight-point favorite. 75 is the total. It's a huge total. I mean, what can you say here? Bama, you know, the Heisman winner and three of the top five finalists. Oh, and they probably get Jalen Waddle back for the game. It's like a never-ending embarrassment of riches with that offense. I read where like 21 of the 28 times the same teams, four teams have been in, basically. In other words, there's only been six or seven other teams yeah. besides these four. So they're going to have to do something about that, number one. Number two, I'm never usually, in fact, I got off the pro game last week and it cost me. Okay? Mm-hmm. But... Then I found out I was almost just as bad on Sunday, so that was fine. I never usually do good on the national championship game, on the standalone games. The system does works better with eight, nine, ten games. You got something to choose from here. But if I was going to give a lean, I'd give a lean towards the over, hard as it is to believe. Wow. 75 and a half, and I'd give a lean to Ohio State, and I know I'll lose the Ohio State one because the system's never really done all that well hmm. when it comes to the national. When Alabama's supposed to win by 10, they usually win by 10 or whoever's favored or what have you, you know? Yeah. Not that there isn't upsets. We saw what happened with Auburn, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I, I sort of like, I don't like Ohio State, but man, they impressed. I think people are going to remember that. It's it's hard for me. I'd probably just take a flyer on the over one unit. All right, there we go. Let's give our best place for the weekend, Mikey. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'll start just because I totally agree with one of the games you gave out earlier. And when you joined Yerk and me, and Mike comes on every uh, Friday on our show with uh, you know Carmen and Yerk at about eleven forty-five for a bonus play. And you said it earlier today, and I totally agreed with you then. I agree with you now. 
Uh, look, I think the Bills are a dangerous team in these playoffs, and I think they're going to make some noise, and I think they'll win the game at home this weekend. I really do. They haven't won a playoff game in 25, 26 years. I think they're going to win, but I think six and a half, seven is too much to give a veteran, talented team like the Indianapolis Colts, especially the way they're running the ball right now with Jonathan Taylor and with that defense. I'm with you. I like the Colts this weekend getting the points. Yeah, and I got another. I got two more here, and I, I really like Cleveland uh, getting to six. In this game against Pittsburgh, I know what people are going to say. Pittsburgh's been there. Cleveland hasn't. But I thought Cleveland accorded themselves okay last week. They made some mistake. If they get behind, Mayfield's got to throw the ball more. They say the same thing about him that they say about Mitch. This is a huge game for them. I think this game got him over the hump the last game. I'm taking Cleveland plus the six against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sounds good. And then the other thing that I do really like, and we kind of touched on it when we talked about this game earlier, I think Ravens-Titans has the potential to be the game of the weekend. It's a big total, I know, but uh, I'm going to go with the over in this game. I think a lot of points are going to be scored. Uh, the over's hitting seven of the last eight games for the Titans. And quite frankly, they're just not that good on defense right now, and they haven't been most of the year. They finished the NFL, and uh, most of the traditional defensive rankings in about the bottom half or bottom 10, they were 29th in defensive DVOA. So I think it's going to be a shootout. I'm excited for that game, and and I do like the over uh, 54 and a half in the Ravens-Titans game. Now, listen, it doesn't matter because this is the playoffs. I've had a great year, but to me, this will be my first money line play of the year. As much as I love Mitch and I want him to do well, the defense, I think, is going to have a struggle against Drew Brees. Although, you know, the Bears could put together a good game, but the, the money line was how much? 500? Five, 525. I'm yep. taking the money line on wow. New Orleans in this game. Gutsy. I just don't see the Bears winning this game, and if they do, I'll gladly pay it. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend. It's going to be great. Six games. What do you think of that money line play, Carl? I think it's – it's a, it, I couldn't do it. It's too no, much – it's too, too much money, but too much. But I, I don't. I can't see the Bears winning, Mike. I can't. There I, you I, go. I cannot see a path to victory. I hope they win twenty-eight to nothing. We, <laughs> you, guys, you guys can beat me up on Twitter about the money line. Mike can take it. <laughs> I could take it if we get the win. Believe me. But Mike can take it. I know you yep. can. Go Enjoy ahead. the weekend, everybody. Uh, Mike, it's going to be great. You and then too, we'll, buddy. we'll preview. Uh, we'll preview divisional weekend next week. It's. Gonna I got be the fun. chills. Oh, how about it? I know. And the bowls and everything else. We got basketball coming up. The whole deal. Oh, absolutely. Thanks to Randy Merkin and Eric Ostrowski our great producers as always and thanks to Jim Miller and Luke Pergandy. Everybody enjoy the weekend enjoy the football and we'll talk to you next week. For Mike I'm Carmen and this has been The Odds Couple.